Morning, church. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about you, but I feel wrecked. I don't know about preaching. <laughs> if there's uh, some kind team member here could go and get me a glass of water, I'd be really grateful. <laughs> so nobody will go now. They'll all go. Right. Thank you. It's right. Kate's offered to go. That's fine. Thanks. Okay. Wow. Well, I want to ask you to do something for me this morning. Um, as we, as I kind of speak, I want you to just hold on to um, what you've received in worship this morning. Because in, um, you know, God so often does this, doesn't he? Uh, I don't think it was even in the update what I'm speaking on this morning because I'm kind of stepping in a bit last minute here. And, uh, and yet so often we find God, well, we always, God is ahead of us. And the worship this morning just encouraged me because of what I'm going to speak about. So I want you to hold on to that sense of um, breakthrough, to hold on to that sense that God is with us in the fight and that he, he has everything that we need um, to, to succeed and to um, appropriate everything that he has to us and one day to meet him face to face. And you know, I need a smile on my face. I haven't told you what I'm going to speak about yet, but we'll get there. Um, I need a smile on my face because actually what I'm going to speak about this morning is one of those things that can then sort of start to make you feel a bit serious and like, oh, this is going to be hard work. But actually it isn't with him. William Wilberforce was instrumental in abolishing slavery in this country. The act was passed in 1833. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. And J.K. Rowling, billionaire and creator of Harry Potter series of books, which have been translated into 73 languages, sold millions of copies and accrued over 15 billion pounds through movie adaptations and sponsorships. What do they all have in common? What they have in common is perseverance. That is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. They learned that to get where you want to go, you have to persevere. And the difficulties that come along the way are only obstacles, temporary obstacles on the way to that success. See, we remember them for the successes. We know J.K. Rowling, she's still alive for her success. But they all experienced real disappointments, difficulties and failures along the way. And they only achieved success because they persevered towards their goal in the face of those things. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about each of them so you can see what I mean. Let's just look at Abraham Lincoln. 1831... Abraham Lincoln failed in a business venture. I'm not going to go into all the details or we'd be here all day. 1832, next year, Lincoln was defeated as a candidate for the state legislature. 1833, Lincoln failed once again in another business venture. 1835, Lincoln's fiancée died, which shattered him. 1836, he suffered a nervous breakdown. 1843, he was defeated as a candidate for the U.S. Congress. 1848, he was defeated again as a candidate for the U.S. Congress. 
1855, he was defeated as a candidate for the U.S. Senate. 1856, he was defeated as a candidate for U.S. Vice President. 1859, he was defeated again as a candidate for the U.S. Senate. And in 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected 16th President of the United States. That man knew how to persevere. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would have got to be President of the United States with that lot, guys. And some of you are thinking about those business ventures. Come to heaven in business, okay? What did J.K. Rowling say about herself? She said this. She said, by every usual standard, I was the biggest failure I knew. Soon after conceiving the idea for Harry Potter, Rowling began writing, but she was immediately pulled away from her work by the devastating death of her mother. Rowling ceased work on the book and sank into a deep depression, getting little to nothing accomplished in that time. In the hope of digging herself out, she took a job teaching English in Portugal for a year. Her goal in venturing abroad was to get away from her troubles and, more importantly, use the time to continue working on her book. She set the goal of having her first Harry Potter book done by the time she returned from Portugal. Things did not go as planned. Not only did she fail to make progress on her first book, but after falling in and then out of love, she ended up with a failed marriage and a baby daughter she now had to raise alone. She came back to nothing. She had no job, no finished product, and two mouths to feed. As she struggled with depression, raising a child on her own and living off unemployment benefits, she resumed work on her book in cafes while her daughter was asleep. When she finally finished the first three chapters, she sent the manuscript off to a publisher. It was rejected. She sent it to another publisher. Again, it was rejected. Her mailbox filled up with rejection letters, but she didn't let it stop her. Failure meant a stripping away of the inessential. I stopped pretending to myself that I was anything other than what I was and began to direct all my energy into finishing the only work that mattered to me. After sending her manuscript to 12 different publishers and getting rejected by every single one of them, she began to lose confidence in her book. Finally, the editor at Bloomsbury Publishing Company sat down to read it, and so did the editor's eight-year-old daughter. The little girl so loved the opening chapters, she begged to read the whole thing, which made the publisher agree to publish Rowling's novel. But he gave her a warning that she should get a day job because she wouldn't make any money writing children's books. (laughs) He doesn't tell you that when you hear him interview that guy, you know. Anyway, once Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was published, though, she proved everyone wrong. She went from being a jobless single mother living off unemployment benefits to being one of the best-selling authors of all time. But it didn't happen overnight. She faced rejection and constantly strove for success. Looking back, the Harry Potter series has earned over $400 million in book sales, and the last movie alone raised $476 million in ticket sales. She was the first female to become a billionaire author. Wow. She knew how to persevere. She kept writing the book when many people would have given up. 
And then finally, William Wilberforce, because you see, he's um, he's an example of what a Christian can achieve when you follow the calling that God puts on your life. 1787, he began campaigning initially to ban slave trading rather than abolishing it completely because they didn't think they'd be able to get that through. It took four years to even get an agreement that the slave trade would be eventually abolished. 1793, he proposed the Foreign Slave Bill to prohibit British ships from carrying slaves, but it was defeated in the House. 1796, he lost another bill. 1807, he saw an amended Abolition Act come into force. The slave trade was now officially abolished through the British Empire. However, slaves themselves were not freed or treated better, and they were still being traded illegally. At this point, he'd been campaigning for 20 years. 1823, he formed the Anti-Slavery Society and presented Parliament with a petition for the abolition of of slavery, even though his health was failing and he couldn't attend the whole debate. And then in um, July 1833, the Act for Abolition of Slavery passed its third reading in the House of Commons. Wilberforce died three days later. But by then, the passage through the House of Lords was certain He was buried in Westminster Abbey by um, request of members of both Houses of Parliament. Slavery was abolished throughout the uh, the British Empire the following year. Wilberforce had achieved what he set out to do after persevering for more than 40 years. That man knew how to persevere. And actually, if you read his biography, you um, you read a lot about the struggles that he had and how difficult that it is. See... When we read the Bible, it's full, full of uh, encouragement for us to persevere. But perseverance to us can feel like hard work. And that's why I want you to kind of keep that sense of purpose and that sense of breakthrough that God's given us this morning. Because actually, there aren't many of us that would go, yay, I've got an, ex- I've got an opportunity to persevere. It's not working, but that's okay because I can persevere. We don't do that, do we? Because we know that perseverance is kind of hard work. And I guess that many of you, um, like me as a, as a child, would have been kind of given lots of exhortation to persevere um, by your parents. If you want to go to university, you need to do your homework. If you want to get a good job, you need to get, learn your maths or whatever it is. If you want to pr- learn the piano, you've got to keep practicing. There's that exhortation, isn't there, to persevere. And so even when we want something, in our kind of thinking, there's that, oh, I've got to persevere. I've got to keep going to get there. And my middle son, you know, like so many today, he's really having to persevere at trying to find a job. So he's gone through university, but, you know, jobs are not that easy to get. So he has to gear himself up to write another job application and then hope that he gets an interview and then gear himself up for the interview and then hope that they come back to him at some point with an offer. And it's, it's hard work. And you have to keep, you know, jollying yourself along. Right, I'm, going to, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to do another job application or whatever it is. And sometimes, you know, we have no choice with persevering. Now, if we're going through uh, difficult times, if we're, if we're going through sickness or unemployment or any of those kind of things, well, we don't really have much choice, do we? We have to keep going. We have to keep persevering. And then sometimes we do have a choice. And actually, we decide we don't want to persevere anymore. And sadly, we see that in marriages. We see that in, in the church. Um, we see that in many areas of, of our lives. 
And I think that's really sad because the thing about perseverance is that it brings rewards. Wilberforce had the reward, and I'm so glad he knew it was going through before he died because he had the reward that after 40 years of hard work, there were going to be no more men and women taken into slavery or traded. They were going to be freed. They were going to be free people, certainly as far as the British Empire was concerned. Concerned. He had that reward. Hebrews 12, 1-3 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Oh, didn't we do that this morning? Wow. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I just love that passage because Jesus persevered for you. Jesus persevered for me. Jesus persevered because the joy of knowing that what he was doing that reconciliation that he was bringing between us and the Father was worth persevering for. He finished it. He finished the job. He did what he came to do. And then he sat down at the right hand of the Father. I don't actually think that was the biggest reward. I think the biggest reward, the biggest joy for him was knowing what he had done for us. Now, I don't know what all the rewards are going to be in heaven. Pete talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago. We know there are rewards in heaven because it tells us. But actually, I can imagine that as Jesus took his seat next to the Father, can you just see the Father leaning across to him and saying, well done, son, you did it. And when I go home, I want to hear the Father say, well done, daughter, you did it. You persevered. You completed the things that I gave you to do. And knowing the Father's love and the Father's um, affirmation, I can't think of any greater reward than that. This passage, you know, it gives us some keys for persevering. Um, Disappointments, struggles, setbacks, things that we go through. One of the things they do sometimes is they take us, our eyes off the one who could actually help us to persevere, help us to keep going rather than give up. And that's Jesus. And we, we sang about that. You know, thanks again, guys, the worship this morning. We sang about that this morning. If God is for us, you know, who can be against us? You know, there is nothing that can take us away from the love of the Father. And he is working for us. He is turning his goodness on us. So when we have to persevere through something, we're not doing it alone. He's doing it with us. He gives us all that we need to persevere. What we have to do is keep our eyes fixed on him. And you know those cloud of witnesses... Sometimes, you know, I think we, we hear this preached on and as people that have kind of gone home before us and, you know, kind of in some sense cheering us on. And I think, well, that, you know, that might be true 
um, to some extent. But I think we have a cloud of witnesses around us as well, that we witness to one another. We witness the goodness of God. We share testimonies. And, you know, as we prayed for that um, young woman this morning, as we prayed for Shannon, I was thinking of, you know, a previous testimony we've had here of a lady who was healed of stage four ovarian cancer. And that was one of the testimonies out of the healing um, centre a little while back now. So I want to encourage you, will you persevere in praying for this young woman, in praying for Shannon? Now, will you say, this week, I am going to pray for her every day. When I pray, I'm going to lift up Shannon and her family um, to you, because I know that God can heal stage four cancer. So we witness to one another. We are our own cloud of witnesses as well. And we are are meant to encourage one another. We are meant to build one another up. We're meant to get alongside one another when we're having to persevere. So that we persevere together. So that we support one another. Now I know that sometimes it's hard to persevere. Because we can sing all that stuff this morning. And we can know it's true. But actually we're human and we hurt sometimes and we experience pain sometimes and we we struggle with disappointments and we struggle with difficulties. But actually we know that the Father is with us through that. I'm kind of wondering whether to to share this, but I think I'm going to. Um, It's been an interesting, 2016 was an interesting year for me. You know, there's been a a huge amount of good in it, and I've just seen God do some amazing things. And I'm really excited about some of the stuff that I'm involved in at the minute, like um, building, you know, the zone past is one of the things that we're doing at the moment. So there's so much I'm just so grateful for and so thankful for. But I was diagnosed with um, a heart problem last year, which kind of rather came out of the blue. And I found it really difficult because from sailing along with nothing, you know, too much to worry about, I suddenly found myself on a whole load of medication that has, you know, some side effects and things itself and having to make a decision about whether I have um, a minor operation this year. And what was happening was it was kind of there all the time in the back of my mind. Do you know that? that? You know, when there's something going on in your life and you can't, you don't know what to do about it. You can't seem to work out how you're going to, how you're going to deal with it. But it's kind of there. And you keep giving it to God. You keep going back to God. And you, you keep thinking, God, you know, this is, this is really tough. I'm struggling to deal with this. And you get on with life and you cut, right, I'm trusting God. I'm going to kind of get on. But actually it's kind of there in the back of your mind. And so there's this battle going on, isn't there? And you see, the enemy loves that because he hates us persevering. He absolutely hates it. If he could do one thing, it would be to stop you persevering in the things that God has given you. Because he knows, he knows how powerful perseverance is. We look at those people we just talked about. Perseverance is a powerful weapon. And in the hands of a Christian, it's a particularly powerful weapon. And so if he can destroy our peace... If he can get our, our thoughts distracted onto other things, he will. And I've actually um, found a few things that have helped me, which I will share. But what I want you to do before we do that is just close your eyes for a moment. Okay? I know there are some of you out there that really need encouragement in persevering. You're tired. It's been a long time. You still can't quite see how God's going to fix it or help you through it. So you need a bit of help. 
And what I want you to do is you've got your eyes closed. I want you to do this. I want you just to ask Jesus, Jesus, where are you for me right now? And you might get a picture, you might get a sense of him. But even if you don't, I want you to remember what he said. He said, I am always with you. I will never leave you or forsake you because he's here. Just ask him to draw close to you. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And as he draws near, I want you to say this to him. I want you to say, Jesus, I hand to you my discouragement. I hand to you my disappointment. I hand to you my weariness. Jesus, what do you want to give me in exchange? Just let him speak to you for a moment. If you need your peace restored, just let him restore your peace, bring his peace. Okay. Sometimes, you know, we have to keep doing it. Sometimes when we're going through things, we have to say, Jesus, come close to me right now. You know what it was to persevere. You know what it was to go through the cross. You knew how, know how to endure, and you received what the Father had for you. So, Jesus, would you just help me to persevere? Help me to keep going. Give me your strength. Draw close to me. Give me what I need. So, so we know there are eternal rewards for, for um, perseverance. But there are other rewards as well, aren't there? That, you know, we get the satisfaction of knowing that we've achieved something. This building is a, is a fruit of perseverance because we had to persevere for a long time to get here. And when we look at this, it's like the fruit of it, all the stuff that goes on here. You know, all the people that come in, you know, the, the presence of God in this place, that's like a fruit. And as we persevere, we bear fruit. Um, Luke 8.15 says this, he says... And talking about the um, sower and the seed, the parable of the sower and the seed. And he says, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So one of the, the kind of rewards of perseverance is we bear fruit and we see the fruit of it. And when God allows us to go through difficult times, times of perseverance, you know, it's not to destroy us. It's actually to grow us. Perseverance, more than anything else, through difficult times, it grows us. And it builds character. Romans 5, 3 to 5 says, We also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And you know, that is such an interesting passage because it says that the the trials we go through, the perseverance we have to do, uh, the the suffering that we go through produces perseverance. And then it says, perseverance produces character. And when I first read that, I had that sort of feeling, oh yeah, you know, if you persevere, you get to be a kind of strong character. You you know, that sort of sense. Actually, it doesn't really mean that at all. When I kind of went back and sort of looked at the Greek, that word for character, it's actually about, um, more about proof and testing. So it has the sense that as we go through hard times and as God comes through for us and sustains us in that perseverance, 
our faith rises and our hope rises because we see the truth and the goodness of God in that situation. Does that make sense? And so one of the things, talking about this issue I've had in my heart, one of the things that's really helped me is that I have remembered that when I was diagnosed a few years ago with fibromyalgia and couldn't get out of the chair or walk very far without being in pain and aching, God healed me. He went through that with me. I had it for, you know, some time. But then he healed me. And so I knew God with me through the the difficulties of fibromyalgia. And then at the end of it, he took that away. And so that's encouraged me. It's like persevering, having to persevere through that proved the goodness of God to me in it. And so it built hope in me for this issue that I'm facing. So when we're persevering, we need to look for what God is doing in it. Because it builds that sense of us, yeah, I can trust in God. I can hope in God, even though the times are difficult at the moment. Because actually, God will bring me through this. Okay, so I'm just short, we're a bit short of time, so I'm just going to move through a little bit. Now, perseverance needs something to aim at. It's really hard to persevere when you have kind of no vision or goal out there that you're aiming towards. And I'm not talking so much about, you know, persevering through suffering here. I'm talking about persevering with the things that kind of God gives us to do. Or I'm talking about persevering in our relationships. We have to have goals and visions. We have a vision here at Eastgate. Our 40-year vision is that we'll be a catalyst um, for heaven on earth. Now, that's a very wide, big vision, and there's lots of things that fit under that. But it means we know where we're going. And it means when times get tough, or when we have difficulties here, we can persevere because we have that vision out there that in 40 years, this place will be a catalyst for heaven on earth. And it doesn't matter whether you're single or you're married, But you need to have vision for your own life. You need to have goals for your own life. And I'd just like to encourage you, you know, when did you last sit down and ask God to give you some big dreams? Ask God to renew vision for you of your life. And if you're married, when did you last sit down as a couple and say, God, you know, what is your vision for us? What do you want to give us? What dreams do you want to put on our heart as a a couple? Because, you know... Life is tough sometimes, just doing all the day-to-day things, isn't it? We get so busy um, working, looking after family, that actually those things can kind of get pushed to one side. My son's getting married in, um, uh, in October, and uh, I just, it was his birthday recently, and I gave him um, a kind of notebook that I bought him, and it says bucket list on it. And I said to him, so right, before you settle down and start doing all the family thing, start to write out some of the things that you want to achieve, some of the places you want to go, some of the things you want to do, you know, before you die. And my son's a Christian. And yet, how, do you do that? You know, have you said to God, okay, so where are we now? What more have you got for us? And how can I start to move towards that vision? When you have to persevere, having that vision, having those dreams in front of you, do you know what? It really helps. And sometimes we have to renew that with God because we've let those dreams and that vision go a little bit. Perseverance is a witness to the world. 
It's the thing that really demonstrates our relationship with the Father. And people notice. You know, they, 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 they notice what we say. They notice how we act. They notice what we do. And when you can persevere through something difficult, it's a witness to the world. You know, I said that Satan um, doesn't want us to persevere. And he has, you know, different ways of uh, trying to derail us, if you like. One of the things that he likes to do is disconnect us. Because actually, one of the things that really helps us persevere as well is connection. Connection with um, God, but connection with one another. If you watch those wildlife programs, you know, it's always the poor little antelope who's got on the outside of the pack that gets kind of snaffled by the lion, isn't it? And he knows that actually, if we're connected, we're much harder to get at. So we need to connect ourselves with him, but we also need to be connected with one another. And can I just say that asking for help when you're struggling is not about failure. It's about wisdom. But, you know, he loves to tell us that, oh, you're useless, you're a failure, you should be able to cope with this. What will other Christians think about you if you tell them what you're struggling with? He loves to disconnect us. We need to be willing to support one another and we need to be willing to ask for help when we're struggling with whatever it is. So I'm aware that we're just about running out of time. So I'm just going to give you a couple of things as well I think help us to persevere. I never used to be a great fan of declarations, I'll be honest. I couldn't quite see the point. And uh, to me, it was a bit like, oh, isn't that what they do in the Anglican church? Just stand up and, sorry, Tim, wherever you are. But there's nothing like personal experience to change your mind, is there? This is another thing I've just found really helpful. When I was really struggling with some fear and lack of peace over this heart thing, I I found a psalm and I started to read it and I started to put my name in and declare it out loud. Because what we do when we make declarations is we surround ourselves with truth. And actually, um, I think uh, somebody this morning read out the, the kind of passage about the armor of God, didn't they? Well, do you know what all the armour hangs on? It hangs on the belt of truth. And when we surround ourselves with truth, when we make declarations, or um, when we read his word, when we worship, because the words of worship are truth, it's like tightening your belt. And it just makes everything else hang more securely. After I'd been sort of declaring the same passage over myself for about a week, something shifted. Because somewhere in that process, the truth went from up here and just that perseverance of keep saying it to my heart. And my peace came back. So if you're struggling, go through the Psalms. Find one that's appropriate to you and stick your name in it and read it out loud. And keep doing it until the truth of it gets into your heart. Right. God has given us everything we need to deal with the enemy. He says, resist the enemy and he will flee from you. And he's given us everything we need to deal with our own negative self-talk as well that goes on in here. And if we surround ourselves with truth, that's the best thing that we can do to, uh, to change those ways of thinking. Okay. So I'm just going to bring this um, to a close. 
Perseverance brings rewards. Perseverance develops character and strengthens faith. Perseverance needs vision to sustain it. Perseverance scares the enemy and is a witness to the world. Perseverance is easier and more effective when we do it together and are not afraid to ask for help and surround ourselves with truth. And just to finish with William uh, Wilberforce's quote that he gave to the anti-slavery society. And I think, you know, this is the one we hold on to because, as we said, if God is for us, who can be against us? This was his motto. Our motto must continue to be perseverance. And ultimately, I trust the Almighty will crown our efforts with success. Amen.